0: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast... Juniors! Be tuned! Season 3, Episode 17 of The Bolts Broadcast... Mike Mitchelson here, as well as Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? Juniors. You got your we got your name correct this
1: time. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, I gotta <laughs> say that these uh intros just keep getting better and
1: better. <laughs> they really are just electric. But I'm doing pretty good today. Um just good day. I don't know. I got no issues. I didn't sleep a lot, but it didn't, you know, take from the fact that I was pretty busy today, but got a lot of stuff done. Love being productive, makes you feel good at the end of the day. And we get to wind it down with the podcast a day earlier than normal because we got Uh, You know a sporting event to go to tomorrow, but uh, uh, you know uh, all that combines for one great day. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing good. Um, I just have one thing on my mind, and only one thing on my mind, and it came up last night at two a.m. I was scrolling through YouTube, and of course, you've got people that are in the woods just making houses. So I'm just like, man, I kind of want to try that, like. I've always loved woodshop. We were in woodshop together. We made stuff um, like bago boards and uh, some Andirondack chairs and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm just thinking, could I build a cabin in the woods? No, I think I could.
1: Uh, No, (laughs) no, the shit these guys do too. Like like those, I think they're like in South America or something like that.
0: Well, there's a bunch. I was watching one in Canada. One was
1: in the North uh, Midwest. Oh, so. so these aren't the guys that just carve into the fucking ground holes no, no. and shit. Yeah, like, no, like those you, guys you, are. You can't legit. do what they do. Yeah, no. no. But um, yeah, no, I definitely couldn't do that. You can do that. But that does actually remind me of a slightly off topic, but kind of on topic, just for just building crazy things. Uh huh. So I was scrolling through TikTok. I don't know oh, if you boy. remember remember last year, uh, when people were wrapping up Christmas presents as something that they weren't. So like a book would be wrapped up as like a bottle of alcohol, for example. Um, I, I think I'm gonna take a stab at that this year. Yeah, I saw one where this guy literally got it was an iPhone case, you know, just a little wee guy and like uh, wrapped it up as a 10 foot ladder. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be hilarious. How do you even do that? Is it just all wrapping
0: paper except for that? Or do they have like cardboard I, I got to assume
1: it's cardboard and stuff as well. Yeah, because like there's no way that's just wrapping paper. I'm going to be honest. I can build a
0: cabin before I can
1: build something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I got I to I look up YouTube videos because I'm definitely doing it for my family stuff. And if we do any stupid thing, like I'm going to have my Christmas party. If we do like a white elephant, I'm going to do something like that too. Do you know what day you're doing your thing yet? Um, it'll, it'll probably be like, it'll be during the week that of, of like Christmas. Like it'll okay. be like on one, a weekday.
0: Okay. Because I got plans for the 26th now. I'm sick of freaking, freaking Hannah's birthday.
1: Yes yeah, second sick invite Hannah. <laughs> what well,
0: When's the last time she saw you?
1: Like five days ago,
0: I saw her Sunday and she brought it up. Then, uh, I saw
1: you invited, it's okay.
0: We'll just have you over over John's place soon and she'll be there. And then
1: it'll be like a I have to type thing, yeah. Like now, I have to invite him, that sucks. Mm -hmm. All
0: right, well, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, gonna be looking at the game preview. We got three games to preview today, again, another big day of games to preview. We can't really review the St. Louis game because it is currently ongoing. Like Jay said, we're recording a little bit earlier, so we'll do that before the commercial break. At the end, or on the other side of the commercial break, I should say, we're going to be talking about Jack Hughes getting a big contract extension, looking at a recent fine to the Carolina Hurricanes head coach, Rod the Bod, and then looking at that preliminary camp roster for the U.S. But first, let's go over to Tampa. We got some big news as Gabriel Fortier made his debut tonight against the St. Louis Blues.
1: Yeah, so he recently gets called up. Um, so, you know, as we're talking, he's playing in the game. Uh, no updates on any points or anything for him. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's cool for him. He, he's a young player who is really, you know, finding his stride in the last, like, couple seasons, last few seasons really as, as a prospect and is becoming, you know, somewhat of a solid NHL looking prospect. now he's getting an opportunity. Hopefully takes advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. we love to see the young guys come up and contribute. Uh, Let's go over to the game. Now currently two minutes left in the first, at least on my screen, maybe yours has updated a little bit sooner, but uh, right now, Tampa up three, nothing. However, they are on the PK as of this moment.
1: I am at 28 seconds left in the period. All right, good. Um, I'm looking to see what Gabriel Fortier has done. He has played two minutes and 56 seconds. That is not last on the team. Oh, okay. Callum foot is not playing a lot right now. Shocker. Yeah, that guy's that guy's going to be locked in as a depth defenseman his whole career.
0: It's definitely been a tough development curve for Callum foot foot. Uh, do we see Sean Day in the lineup?
1: I hope so. Like not right now, but like I hope we do eventually. You know, he got called
0: up for a reason. Might Ooh. as well use him
1: yeah, but we do, do gotta say don't almost forgot um Stephen is the last second scratch in this game. He's going back home to Tampa because his wife is given birth. So you know, big congrats out to that that that's a that's a whole special occasion their second child
0: absolutely. Fatherhood is uh great like the greatest thing of all time i don't I don't really know. There's probably some phrase out there One uh some quote that talks about fatherhood being like the best thing ever. but. You know, not a father over here. Close for you, but not the case. Close for me? I don't think so. <laughs> when are you popping the question? I thought it was soon. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's now move on. Let's talk about Thursday's game. This is against the Blues. You know, we're playing them right now and up big. We assume that this game will probably end in Tampa's favor. I would have to assume the same thing's going to happen on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I mean that's all. That's all you can hope for. I mean, the way things are looking now, sometimes things can change over, you know, just a couple of days. But I think, um, I, I think we should be fine as well. I think we'll we'll all work out just fine.
0: And we talked about how St. Louis they were they're performing a little bit better than what we expected early on in the season, but as of recent, they've slowed down a little bit. Uh, it looks like that's going to continue here with the game on Tuesday against our Tampa Bay Lightning. So, hopefully we can keep that rolling, keep up our momentum, slow down theirs as we continue into the Thursday game. Word. Looking at the game on Saturday, December 4th. I won't be able to watch this one. I got a party up at Michigan State celebrating my cousin's birthday. Even sicker invite. You can come.
1: She didn't invite me. That's true. I don't want to go.
0: Oh, okay. You hear that, Riley? (laughs) She's not listening. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, the, uh, Saturday night game against the Boston Bruins, this is, should be a good game. The Boston Bruins are a good team currently sitting at 11, seven, I know surprised They don't have an overtime loss yet. It's it's through 18 games. You would figure there'd be something like that. Uh, not the case so far, but again, when I'm looking at it, they might have the better power play, but everything else goes to the advantage of us. And I'll take that all day.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take us as well in in, in this bad boy. Um, You know, it'll be the third game in five days, the fourth game in seven, the fifth game in nine, and then there'll be another game the day after. So we've got, you know, a good stretch of games here that are kind of, you know, piled on. So wear and tear might have an effect as we're getting, you know, closer to the end of this. Like even next week, we're playing every other day. So, um, you know, we we could start maybe seeing some things slow down here and maybe go on a bit of a, a skid. Hopefully that's not the case. But I do think that we are. The better team in this matchup as long as everything plays out
0: here's a question for you as we continue to play a lot of games in a short period of time here who do you assume gets the start on saturday against the bruins we have a game the day after on sunday december 5th against the flyers are we thinking vasilevsky gets to start against the bruins or are we going to keep him out until the philly game
1: well i i think he's in a roll because you know brian elliott's in the night so I think Vasilevsky is going to take St. Louis, Boston, and Philly, and then Elliott will be back in Montreal.
0: Okay, a big stretch for him. Yeah, three games in four days there—that'd be a uh, uh, hopeful.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a bit much, but if there's if there's a goalie that can do it, it's Andre Vasilevsky.
0: Absolutely. Well, we mentioned that game against the Flyers. The Flyers currently sitting eight eight and four. Uh, they're going to be at a different record coming into this matchup, but when we're looking at the last ten, the Flyers have only. Won two of their last ten. Uh, they've got six losses in regulation, two in overtime. They're on a tough skid here. This is something Tampa absolutely should be able
1: to take advantage of. The Flyers are playing horrible in front of their goalies. Their goalies are playing really well. Both are over a 9.20 save percentage. But you know, Carter Hart is a 2.67 goals against. Martin Jones has a 2.87. That means they're just getting literally zero help. They're getting peppered, and that's something Tampa needs to realize and take full advantage of. Get 40 shots in that in this game you know, find two or three times score in the back of the night and just play solid defensively because Philly's not going to take you know advantage of too many opportunities. This is a game that really should honestly be an easy win. We've had three
0: games against them so far, two games, excuse me, two games against them so far, and both have gone Tampa's way. I totally expect this one to be the exact same result. Uh, so, that's it for our previews with the Tampa Bay Lightning. If we want to head over to standings real quick, see how everything's shaking up up to this point. We've got our Tampa Bay Lightning sitting pretty nicely. Third in the uh, Atlantic. And let's see, what would that be if I can math real quick? You can Sixth do in the East overall.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's not too shabby, eh? I, 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 think, I think we're okay being right there. We, we'd like to see them you know really put themselves into a you know a next level like a type of tier but they're still you know not counting today's game or i mean i I, yeah i I guess what will factor today's game into completed games there's going to be another 61 games left in the year there's plenty of time to you know really jump ahead in the standings
0: absolutely and when you look at the last 10 this team has been one of the top five teams in the league really playing hot right now seven two and one the only teams currently above them, currently hotter than them, uh, one being within their own division, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then the other as well being in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Capitals at 8-1-1. So really nice to see Tampa surging here, and hopefully that continues with these next three games we just previewed. Uh,
1: this is completely off topic. I just I just remembered and forgot about it. I wanted to bring up the Coyotes-Jets game from last night. Did you see the box score of that bad boy? Nope. Coyotes won 1-0. They got outshot 46-15. Jeez, who was in that? Uh, it was for that freaking Veshmelka kid who's just come out of nowhere and has legitimately been one of the better goalies in the league on a horrendous team. Like, he's got a 9 16 save percentage of two eight goals against on literally the worst roster assembled in the NHL in 20 years. Like, like he is playing lights out out of nowhere. This team sucks. Winnipeg couldn't buy a goal. Love to see it. Love seeing that kind of shit.
0: Arizona no longer in last. No, No? they're not. Yeah, sorry. I still got it uh, on the last 10. So, they are actually um, in second to last. Ottawa, only nine points so far. And remember when Ottawa made that trade a couple months ago where they went out and got, was it Sanford? Yep. And it was like, we're going to be a competitive team. And they come out, they're 4-14-1. They're
1: horrendous. They're terrible.
0: And... It doesn't help that they don't have a goaltender. I mean, you thought they did with Matt Murray, but we talked about it last episode that...
1: That guy sucks. Not the case. That guy has been horrible.
0: All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side of the commercial break. Like we said, going to be talking about Jack Hughes' new contract and, of course, the U.S. preliminary World Juniors camp roster. The NHL season is underway, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one time clapper or a deft deflection, however, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings for sponsoring the show any of your betting needs that you need to do, make sure to head over to the DraftKings sportsbook, uh, Chase. Before we hop into some of the other stuff we need to talk about, I figured let's just go take a look at our poll real quick. Uh, hey. like five days left, so plenty of time to still vote if you haven't already. Go to the, uh, go to at bolts broadcast on Twitter to go ahead and vote in that poll. Currently, twenty votes right now, and the poll is as discussed on the show. So this would be last show. We have a poll for everyone. Which of the following pops slash sodas do you deem the worst of the group? We gave you Orange, Ginger Ale, Sprite, and Dr. Pepper. As of right now, Orange has a big lead as being the worst pop of the four.
1: Yeah, so right now Orange has eight of the 20 votes. How so Those percentages work out. Um, don't understand because Ginger Ale is actually the worst on this list, and Orange is actually pretty solid. You know, Ginger Ale, Sprite, and then Orange, Dr. Pepper are good pops, so they shouldn't even be on here. But um, people are disillusioned, I guess.
0: (laughs) I told you, like, Chase was not the biggest fan of this when I first brought it up. But I'm like, these are polarizing pops. If you think they're good, that's fine. Uh, But these are very polarizing sodas. So, you know, that's why we'll put them in there. And, yeah, both uh, not the least voted for. Sprite is the least voted for. You and I both very much dislike Sprite.
1: Yeah, it's... It's so heavily overrated. I don't, like it's the most overrated drink there is.
0: And I saw people saying that orange is for children. That's fair, but all these pots are for children, in my mind.
1: Hey, orange is not for children. I drink orange still, sometimes.
0: <laughs> like I said, orange is for children. Out of here. Uh, but hey, you're you're doing well today. You're drinking a Coke Zero, so you know Coke not being- a sponsor. Coke being a lot better than uh, orange, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, and ginger ale.
1: Coke Zero is fantastic. Not a sponsor, but if if you haven't tried it yet, it it is very good. I highly recommend. The but new, not the a sponsor. Zero, but they're still not a sponsor unless they want to be. Then we can we can have some discussions. Think about it. Honestly, like I don't know why they wouldn't think about it. We're, we're the best. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Brendan Lemieux. We talked about him in last episode. How he decided that he was. Get him either be a a child and just try to like bite his uh mommy's finger or something. I don't
1: know. It's mommy's finger. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Or B, he decided to just go full cannibalism and try to eat Brady Kachuk. So we've got some news about how about his suspension.
1: Five games. I kind of thought it was gonna be a few more. To be honest, once I heard his in person, I thought he's gonna be in like that eight to ten range. Because who the hell bites someone? Like children, yeah, cannibals. Uh, that's uh, that's that's definitely fair. A weird, weird hey, move.
0: If Brendan Lemieux is doing this for children reasons, he's probably a big fan of orange soda. My God.
1: Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, Jonathan Quick was was defending Brendan Lemieux, saying that I like having this guy as a teammate. Blah blah blah. Because what are you gonna do? You're not gonna defend your teammate. Um, so you know, whatever. Who knows who's right, wrong. Blah blah blah. In terms of the stories that came out about him, regardless. He gets a suspension. He's worthy of every game. Um, you know, maybe he even deserves a couple more.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jack Hughes, he gets a big extension, eight years. Pretty cheap, too.
1: Yeah, so an eight by eight, which is a deal I am definitely in favor of for a guy like Jack Hughes, um, as in terms of the team, this is something you're, you're kind of paying for the projection, but at the same time, um, Jack Hughes is the type of prospect that is like literally never missing it. and the history of like NHL analytics. I've talked about this before. He's in an elite group with the guys like Patrick Kane and Sidney Crosby and how they're profiling where he is just got to take that next final step to become a superstar. And then he's locked in as one of the best players in the league for the next 15, 20 years. And he's super close to being there. He was starting off that way this year. He was looking fantastic. Got hurt. Finally, he's back tonight playing in some game action. So I, I think that you can look at his like production so far and be like, Oh wow, this is a lot of money because, and in all fairness, it kind of is based on how the rookie year went, and then last year a little bit better. But for what he is going to do, I can almost guarantee for what he is going to do being a point per game player more seasons than not. This is a steal. So
0: what you're saying is hit or miss? I guess he never misses, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely. And then are we gonna? Can we just start recording our podcast and we'll we do TikTok dances the whole time? No. Let's do the renegade. No. I'll let you do that, and I'll just
0: do, like, I'll send the TikToks. Oh, okay. So you'll just scream, renegade, renegade. Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, Right now, I'm looking at the New Jersey game, currently 4-0 in favor of the San Jose Sharks. Jack Hughes, 11 minutes, 15 seconds, uh, only one shot. So he's being limited right now, but absolutely agree with Chase here. This is a guy who's going to be worth the money down the line. So let's now go to Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque, he's been around for a little bit he's probably what 24 25 years old now something like that 25 and he has recently requested a trade
1: yeah so this one kind of came out of nowhere you know i randomly saw this one on twitter today i don't know when it happened um but yeah he went to the boston bruins staff and said hey this isn't working out i want to trade and it kind of isn't working out he's not playing a lot of minutes um or if he is he's not very impactful um he showed some signs of possibly being an impact player in his NHL career, but has never really like taken you know the full steps. Last year is a pretty heavy regression. Um, I I think he's a good player to have on your team, but like he's not a special player by any means. He's just someone good enough on. it. He's on an expiring contract where he's going to make less on his next contract than what he's currently making at three point six seven five. He's just kind of more a middle six guy who can maybe provide some offense. Like that's all he's like turned into. Maybe go somewhere else and has some different luck um you know that's kind of what he's hoping for with this trade but he just he was not the right pick back there in
0: 2015. Yeah I, you bring that up they had three picks in a row yeah. where they went him Zaborl and Seneshin uh, none of them really panning out the picks right after you had Matt Barzal uh, Thomas Shabbat and Kyle Connor
1: so you had literally superstar 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 it's a,
0: kind of a kind of a whiff there by the Boston Bruins
1: and you could even like, like obviously you don't know those next three picks just like some of the names after that Joel Erickson is you know he's quickly becoming one of the best two-way players in the game Ilya Samsonov is playing fantastic this year Brock Besser Travis Konechny even Jack Roslovic, uh Anthony Beauvillier like just some of those names just, just in the first round that that went like it it just it hurts knowing that Zach Senshin's played in 14 career games and might not play in any more than that
0: yeah uh Thank gosh, not a Boston podcast. Thank gosh, not a Boston fan. I always actually despise Boston a little bit. Word. Uh, so, you know, with the whiffs that they had, it doesn't bother me. So. That's fair. Next up, let's talk about the, what is it, reigning coach of the year? That would be Ron Brendeborn? Yeah. He recently got fined
1: $25,000. Kind of a big chunk of change. Did you watch the video on or no? I, I did. For nothing. Like, like, how's that a twenty five thousand dollars fine? But like, guys slamming heads into boards are five thousand dollars fines on the ice. Our coach is yelling at a ref just because you get your feelings hurt, oh, you baby, that you have to mm-hmm. go and make this guy fine twenty five k. What a fucking joke! Like,
0: he he just stood behind the bench the whole time. So they have like that little ledge that coaches usually sit on top of. Yeah. Um, he came down from that, but was still behind the actual bench, um, where the players sit. He didn't even get in front of that and like towards the actual boards, he just stood behind there and said some words.
1: Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, It it just blows my mind how how soft it is. And you know, any other team than Carolina, I think, would pay for that fine. I, I, I Tom Dundon's too cheap, I think he's gonna have to pay for the fine himself, so stupid. But like, if John Cooper were to do that, like, that fine would be paid immediately mm-hmm. by ownership, like, not even a thought.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure what Ron uh contract is. I don't know how much he's making, but I'm sure he's got plenty of money. The 25 isn't too big of a deal, oh, but it's, it's
1: not hurting his pockets. It's just still so stupid.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, 25k compared to a coach's salary and 5k compared to a you know multimillionaire uh, player salary, a little bit different there. Yeah, but let's now go over and talk about World Juniors, the U.S. They've been pretty good in, in world juniors, especially last year, you know, spanking yeah, so. uh, Canada. What was it? One nothing or two nothing in the gold medal game to two. win it. And we've got a announcement for the 2022 world junior camp roster right now. Uh, let's look over it. There's a couple guys here that we obviously know. Uh, Maddie Beniers, he's coming back. We've got uh, Brock Faber coming back and some others. But what do you think about the roster in general?
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, they go 12, 8, and 3 usually. I think they can carry 25. Maybe they can carry 26. Maybe they go 13, 8, and 3, whatever it is. But um, So based on the guys here in this list, there's not going to be a ton of cuts, but there's going to be a few. Um, Some of the return games, uh, I'll just read them off real quick. Uh, Brock favorite Tyre Clevin, Jake Sanderson, Matthew Beneers, Brett Burrard, Landon Slager, all those guys are going to be back on the team. That's a lock. And then you look at you know names like... Luke Hughes, uh Scott Morrow, Sean Barons, um, Logan Cooley is a draft eligible, Matthew Coronado, um, Chaz Lucius, Carter Mazer's having a really good season as a freshman, Sasha Pasajov, you know, uh, these are some names I think are pretty much guarantees to make it. Um and it's looking like a pretty good and young roster. Like some of these guys are gonna be able to come back and play next season too. Um, you know, like Cooley's obviously you know, four, so he, he's got you know multiple seasons to come back and I think he's got a good chance to make this team. The issue really comes up in net is you have four goalies invited to this that have not played on this team before. Like it's it's four new guys. You have uh 202s and 03 and 04. Um I I would probably say that Luke Pavicic is going to be the starter with Drew Commesso backing up. That's kind of my guess. Um I'm guessing Dylan Silverstein is the 04. He's going to get the boot and Caden Emberko is going to be the kind of third string there. So that's kind of a quick rundown. I think this roster looks like it's something that has a legitimate chance at meddling. Um, I wouldn't call them the favorites based on this team. I, I think that Russia is going to be someone that I really like this year personally. So you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see what happens once we get into the tournament.
0: And how often can you really call the U.S. favorites in World Juniors? I mean, when you're looking at Canada, they probably bring Bragg, Shane Wright, and Connor Bedard, and a bunch of really good guys over there in Canada, so...
1: And it's going to be tough. That, that reminds me. Like So Shane Wright is, I don't, I'm going to pull up his exact numbers real quick. He's off to a bit of a slower start, if you want to call it that. Um, so, so you're
0: saying he's the Atu Ratu of this draft?
1: No, no. I <laughs> like like. So right now, Shane Wright playing in the OHL has 22 points in 19 games. He's over a point per game in his draft year. Those are very good numbers. Everyone thought, you know, he had 66 points, 58 games to a 15-year-old. So everyone was ready for him to just go out and dominate, and put up stupid numbers. And you know maybe he should, but he got off to a slow start. He's playing better, but people are trying to say, "Oh, this lack, this you know, lack of growth and point production is concerning." This is not worthy of being the first overall pick. Shut the hell up! I've I haven't seen a lot, but I've seen a little bit of that, and I've seen it grow more and more. And that is just the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If anybody actually watched this kid play. He was already a two-way monster, and his two-way game has gotten even better. Like he is literally impossible to play against. Like you're not, you can't score with him on the ice. He has the puck. He's creating plays. He's still scoring over a point per game. He's going to be a Patrice Bergeron type of impact immediately, like literally immediately with more offensive upside. I don't know why anybody would even try to think that this guy's not a locked in first overall pick making the NHL next year and being an immediate favorite for rookie of the year. And it seems that
0: all the major draft ranking outlets absolutely agree. All of them still have Shane Wright as their number one prospect coming out this year. So they're not worried. You're not worried. Uh, it's just the people out there that like to cause chaos that. Are
1: yeah. And and like people, and another thing is the 0-4 draft class, like the 0-4 birth year, because like those are a lot of people last year that didn't get to play in their first season junior. So this is their first season in the OHL and the QMJHL, the WHL. So this that's a big adjustment. That's a good adjustment to make when you are sixteen year old, because by the time you are in your draft, you know you are like draft eligible year. You've had a year junior. You understand how things go, and you can just kind of do your thing. Well, now with all these guys learning things on the fly. Um, so this whole this whole year is kind of struggling. Some people are going to try to think, oh, it's maybe a little bit of a weaker draft class, which is just flat out not the case. It's just some guys that haven't been able to play in the last year, you know, because of COVID. Now they're getting back on the ice, still trying to get back in the groove of things. Could you imagine just being a sixteen year old and not being able to play in any hockey games over like a sixteen month span? Like, of course it's gonna it's gonna lower your game. It's gonna bring you back a little bit, but once you get back up to that speed, you're gonna be just fine. And Chainwright is still leading all those all 4 birthdays, so it's not like he's playing at a slow rate or anything. People. The like few people that I have seen, um, it's not a lot, and it usually gets dismissed, but I have seen it enough to make me mad. Like Those people need, need to relax.
0: And I'm sure as he goes up against competition in the World Juniors, it's going to be good competition, but at the same time, they're not going to be versing you know, 20, 21-year-olds that still play in juniors. So I think that he should have a great uh, World Junior performance there. If we head back over to the U.S., Last year, we saw big performances out of the likes of Trevor Segross and Cam York. Those are two guys that stepped up big. We're not going to get the same production out of really any of these guys that we saw from them last year. They were both, you know, miraculous players in this tournament last year. However, if there is a player or two that you could see stepping up and being the guy on this roster, who would you say that is?
1: It's it's Maddie Beniers like locked and loaded. He's going to be the captain of the team. Him or Jake Sanderson, those two guys are going to be the leaders, um, in terms of production as well. They're going to be the two best players. Um, I really think that Brett Barard is someone that is going to be on that radar too. Got this experience and he is having a really good start to his you know college career right now. I think those three are really the names that you're going to be noticing the most on on the edge for the USA roster.
0: Very nice, and I'm I'm really hoping that Sasha Pashajov has a good season. He's a guy that uh. Later on into the recruiting process for me last year, I really take a took a liking to him. I know you were a big fan of him as well, so it'd be nice to see him do some nice stuff out on the ice.
1: I still don't understand why he wasn't a first round pick. He is playing phenomenal in the OHL right now. He looks like he should have been a first round pick, as I said, he should have been
0: almost a goal per game right now. Yeah, eighteen
1: goals through twenty one games. He's fucking good. He's really good.
0: So this is going to be an exciting young American roster to keep an eye on. But we do have some news about the Canada camp. There's a guy out there who, you know, very highly touted prospect, and he was left off.
1: Brant Clark, um, if you don't remember, he was my highest-ranked skater of the uh, 2021 draft class, you know, behind uh, Lucas Walsh. I would have taken him first overall if I was going skater. Um, you know, in Buffalo's case, I would have, I would have taken Brant Clark first overall. Owen Powers playing great this year, and he's looking worthy of that first-round pick. Nothing wrong with that. But Brant Clark, through 17 games, he's got five goals, 18 assists, 23 points, captain of the Barry Colts. His game has improved immensely. He looks better defensively. He skates a little bit better, too. Like, he, he's doing everything right. He looks legitimate. He's going to be on the Kings next year, locked and loaded, guarantee there's no chance that he's not. There is literally zero excuse for why this guy was not invited to, to Team Canada roster. So they played in Sudbury over the weekend um, and Sudbury had uh, actually ended up shutting things down because they had like 15 players pop up with COVID. So people were thinking, oh, maybe because um, uh, they could have a possible COVID contamination. But then two officials with Taki Canada said, nope, it has nothing to do with that. We just didn't include them on our roster. And that is just negligence. That is just stupidity. That is just someone trying to big, big brain move into being like, oh, I'm smarter than you. And that's the type of shit that those types of coaches in hockey are being phased out because like that shit just doesn't work.
0: Well, hey, big branding is very good for the U.S. Not having an offensive dynamo on the back end like Brent Clark on the Canadian roster definitely helps the U.S. chances. I'm very surprised. Eighth overall pick last year. And like you said, the captain of the Barry Colts, I feel like wearing that C on top of being a tremendous prospect should warrant even more consideration to be on this type of team. Getting a leader in the locker room is huge.
1: You would think, and like he's played incredible over his international play. He got to play in some 18s games last year with Team Canada and had seven points for seven games at the, at the WJC. So it's, that's great for a defenseman. Played for Canada Black a couple years ago, had six points for five games in that little showcase tournament thing they do. Like, there, there's nothing that this guy has done to say that he doesn't deserve to like, be there. Uh, I it, it it hurts my brain thinking about what even slight possible reason there is to not include him. Like, there, there is none. It, it's horrible. Horrible management.
0: I'm excited to see what the final roster for the Canadian team looks like. And then we can compare defensemen to Brent Clark and be like either, okay, yeah, we get it. Or most likely, what the hell are you doing?
1: I guarantee you the only person I will say, you know, maybe they deserve more than him is Owen Power. Like he's maybe the only one that deserves it more. Like literally. I can already tell you that now.
0: There we go. All right, well, that's going to do it for the main segments of our show. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day to end it off. Oh, we were just talking about Owen Power. We got Owen Hamburger.
1: Hell yeah, Owen Hamburger. I literally opened up the Prospects, and there's a newly added tab, and he was just the, the name there for newly added. I'm like, ooh, I like this. Let's, let's go for it. So Owen Hamburger is a 15-year-old out in Massachusetts playing for the North Suburban Wings, a 15U team, uh played at Wellesley High last year. Um, you know, shout out shout out to you, Owen. You are obviously, you know, playing you're playing decent hockey at fifteen. Maybe you're a name that pops up on, on radars going forward. Uh, you know, you're five ten, one 5'10", 161, right handed shot defenseman. He's maybe he's a name we see in the future.
0: That's not that's not bad size for a fifteen year old, that's no, for sure. Not
1: at all. Not at all.
0: Five ten. I'm like five ten and a half, so he's oh, already there. I'm six foot. <laughs> yes you are.
1: Yes you are. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna do it for the show, Chase. If you could hit him with an outro. All right, as always I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon. Oh, is that Yeah, okay. You want to support us on Patreon? We'd appreciate it, but not required. You want to follow us on Twitter at boltsbroadcast. that's at boltsbroadcast. And you can follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at hockeypodnet. That's at Podnet. All right, at follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Then we get all the content they need right there. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Boom, click the logo. listen easy peasy lemon squeezy ever listening. If you rate us five stars, answer your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever we do, do not forget to use code THPN. It's time for DraftKings.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.